Welcome to the Harmonia Early Music Podcast. I'm Wendy Gillespie. And I'm Janelle Davis. Hey, Wendy, how much do you know about the music of 18th century Scotland? Hmm. Could I interest you in 16th century Scotland? I know a little bit about that, but 18th century? No. Well, actually, I bet some of that traditional Scottish music that we think of when we think Scotland was around then, huh? Well, how about a fellow named Robert Mackintosh? Never met the man. Me neither. But if you start thinking in the vein of folk and traditional music, you might come a little closer to placing him. Robert Mackintosh falls into that long line of famous Scottish violin players, including Neil and Nathaniel Goh, William Marshall, and J. Scott Skinner, to name a few. You know, Wendy, it's going to seem a little like I'm going off on a tangent here, but I have one more question for you. How do you differentiate between music that is considered folk and traditional versus music that is considered art music or classical music? Ooh, very interesting. I find myself reflecting on things like this more and more these days. There's oral versus written transmission, and yet there's an extensive catalog of printed Scottish fiddle music that goes back to the 17th century. There's proper academic music versus everyday vernacular music, but that's a little bit snobby. There's composed music versus improvised music, but that's complete rubbish. What about medieval music? And what about improvisation of Renaissance polyphony and ornamentation and cadenzas in Baroque music? There's traditional music that's kind of tied to a certain culture or location, but plenty of art music is locally sourced, as it were, as well. Hmm. Oh, terminology and its many downfalls. It's a tricky question, isn't it? And the more I thought about this, the less I could come up with a tidy division between the two. At some point, music seems to diverge along some very distinct lines, but there's a whole lot of gray area in between. There certainly is. I must say I blame the 20th century for needing to put everything into categories and pigeonholes. But in some very real ways, folk music and art music do follow slightly different paths. And that's one thing that makes our subject, Robert McIntosh, so interesting. This was a guy who lived with one foot in each of those two musical worlds. McIntosh's 1783 collection of airs, minuets, gavots, and reels certainly shows both styles. I'd like to play two pieces from this 2013 Concerto Caledonia CD for you back-to-back. Both pieces are by Robert Mackintosh, and both are from the same collection that he published in 1783. Okay, I'm ready. Interesting. That reminds me a little bit of J.C. Bach, or maybe a little like a Haydn minuet in one of his symphonies or string quartets. I'd agree with that, but wait until you hear this. (laughs) ¶¶ 
my goodness, I wasn't expecting that. Are you sure it's the same guy? Robert McIntosh, the one and only. obvious that Macintosh drew from multiple sources, shaping his own compositional style from the music around him. And I really like how Concerto Caledonio programmed their disc, because it gives a good sense of the variety of Macintosh's style. It does indeed. So what else is there to know about Robert Macintosh? Well, he was nicknamed Red Rob Macintosh after the color of his hair. Sound familiar? Ah, yes. The red-headed Italian composer Il Preto Rosso, Vivaldi, the Red Priest. I know Vivaldi made his living teaching as well as composing, but what did Red Rob Macintosh do? Did he make his living only as a composer? Nope. Red Rob pieced his living together doing multiple things, too. He played in the orchestra of the Edinburgh Music Society and also had a career as a violin teacher. Sounds like a respectable life's work. Indeed. But besides his orchestra job and teaching, Macintosh gave his own concerts— And here's an interesting connection. Haydn had a close colleague who was concertmaster for many of his symphony premieres. He also performed one of Macintosh's concerts in the 1780s. So it seems like this Scottish fiddler had some pretty good connections with London and the classical music scene there as well. Interesting. What else did Red Rob compose besides this 1783 collection? Did he write any symphonies, say, like Haydn or string quartets? Well, not exactly, but he did write at least one large-scale work, a concerto for violin with orchestra. But unfortunately, we don't know what happened to that piece. Oh, too bad. But there's another tantalizing piece we should take notice of. Included in this 1783 set of airs, minuets, scavats, and reels, there's also a solo violin sonata. The title page identifies it as a specimen of a set of solos for the violin, which the author proposes to publish afterward. Though, as far as we can tell, a set of violin solos never materialized. This one makes me think of some of those early romantic violin composers, maybe someone like Giovanni Viotti. Hmm, interesting again. Yet another side of Robert Redrob Macintosh. 
Concerto Caledonia has certainly piqued my interest in this composer, and I hope it has for our listeners as well. To find out more about this composer and this recording by Concerto Caledonia, just visit our website, harmoniaearlymusic.org. While you're there, you can browse our archive of blogs, podcasts, and shows, and visit our online shop, where a portion of your purchase will benefit Harmonia. This has been the Harmonia Early Music Podcast. I'm Janelle Davis. And I'm Wendy Gillespie. Thanks for listening.